excited. It's Epic Sunday. Come on, can we cheer and get excited about that? This is by far one of my favorite Sundays of the year because we take time during this Sunday to look back and to remember the great things that God has been doing and tell the stories. I want you to know there's a group of 60 people over this last season that have committed themselves to go around the world to different countries and to be the hands and feet of Jesus in communities all over the world. And I want you to know something today. Their lives will never be the same because they made themselves available to God. I want you to know there's power in your yes when you say yes to Jesus. You become a part of his plan. I mean, I'm amazed. There are people here from our church that, that have a heart to go. There's some of you that have gone on these trips. There's other of you have gone apart from our trips, but you have a heart to go as well. And we're thankful that at the heart of who we are as a church, that missions is right there. We believe the call in the, in the voice of Jesus when he said, go into all the world and make disciples. Go and, and baptize them and teach them everything that I've, I've commanded you. And, and so with that, Jesus gives us this call to go. He said we are meant to be his witnesses. And when you step onto the mission field, when you're willing to go as those that are among us were willing to go in this season, God's doing an amazing thing writing your story. So if you were part of one of our teams in 2018, would you just stand to your feet right now, wherever you find yourself? I saw some over here and all around. Come on, church, let's celebrate with them. Uh, some up in the balcony as well. Praise God. God has used you. I know we have a couple of our, our guests that went uh, to Guatemala as well that are here visiting. There's power in saying yes. And God is doing amazing things through that. And I want you to know what's so amazing about this year's trips is that they really embodied the heart of something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25. And there are different times in scripture where Jesus gives us a glimpse of the future, of what it will be like one day. And that shapes the way that we're meant to live our lives today because we're living for eternity, right? I'm not just living for today. I'm living knowing that there's life beyond this life. And I'm living, looking forward to hearing from him one day, well done, good and faithful servant. I want you to know how you live your life today matters. And if you live your life to matter, to the things that matter to God, God does incredible things through that. You know, we sang today uh, that song, Worthy of It All. Wasn't that a beautiful chorus that we were singing together? You're worthy of it all. It says all the saints and angels will bow around the throne and then the elders will cast their crowns. This is all a picture of heaven. This is a picture of one day Jesus, who's seated, the Bible says, at the right hand of, of the throne of God, right there. It says one day there's just going to be this all people from all places gathered around him. And Jesus picks up on this. We learn that in the book of Revelation, but he also speaks about it in Matthew chapter 25. And I want to turn your attention there for just a few moments this morning as we get into uh, this message. Here's what it says. It says, when the Son of Man, verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him. And it says he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those who are on his right, come, you who are blessed by my Father, Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Those who have loved him, those who have followed him, those who have a relationship with Jesus, he will look at them and said, come now, come in and join the blessing 
of the Father, the inheritance that's been prepared for you. So there's this moment. We were just singing about that moment today. We were, it was shaping some of our worship. Jesus is pointing at that moment, and he said there's going to be this moment where there's going to be this blessing that's kind of being pronounced by Jesus, and then he gives you the reason why. He said, come now, enter into your inheritance for, which means because, because for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And the righteous will answer him, the Bible says. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? They're looking at Jesus on his throne. Can you imagine one day, many will be, will be a part of this, this celebration, this moment in time, and that there would be asking, when did we see you like that? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you naked? When did we see you in prison? I mean, wh when? And here's what he says in verse 40. Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. I want you to know how we serve, how we do what Jesus called us to do. It makes an impact in heaven. It matters to the heart of God. How we minister to what he says, the least of these brothers and sisters of mine. Because there are people that are suffering in all those different places. They don't have the food that they need. They don't have access to clean water. They're, they're, they're ultimately separated from their land. They're aliens and strangers in another country, in another place. They're displaced. They're hurting. They're vulnerable. Jesus said this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He said, you, you must do this to be my followers. It will mark your life how you love one another. And what happens is when we come to Jesus, there is this selfishness that we have maybe lived for ourselves and now our lives are shaped by a selflessness that we're meant to reach out and be an extension of his love to others. And he said, what you've done to the least of these brothers of mine, you've done it for me. And what shaped this season of trips is that we have seen teams that have gone out and I believe to touch the heart of God by the way they've embodied what we just read in God's word. Amen? So I want to start by just celebrating some of these trips in 2018. We had Team Columbia. Let's hear it for Team Columbia. <laughs> Team Columbia went out. Come on, stand up, Team Columbia. Yeah, we're excited for the work that you did. Team Columbia partnered with missionaries Mark and Jean Devine in Compassion Link. And the goal of Compassion Link is to bring medical support into uh, different places. And for them, they were able to go into the prison system in Colombia. And as they went there into the prison system, God had been doing an amazing work there. Because soon as God opened the door and allowed this ministry to come alongside and begin to minister and treat some of the patients, some of the inmates in this prison, they saw such a transformation in that cell block that they began to open the doors wider and wider. And they said, we got to have more and more people experience this. Because it wasn't just physical help they were receiving. It was that they were being ministered to in Jesus' name. And it was changing things. It was changing the very environment within that prison. I want you to know, there's more than one type of captivity. You know that, right? You don't have to be in prison to be bound. You don't have to be in prison to be a captive. And inside of prisons, what they're finding 
is that there was a captivity that had already taken hold of them, and the prison is really just a physical sign of what was going on in their lives spiritually, emotionally, and every other way. So what they found was as this team went, there were many broken men, many, many that were struggling, many that were hopeless, many that were bound in fear and all kinds of other things. And as they treated them, you know, it was so much more than just the medical treatment that was being given. It was the spiritual care that was being given. It was that they were ministering and praying with them. They saw many come to know Jesus. Come on, can we celebrate? Coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, them turning their hearts to him, and they saw the gospel changing lives. And they were embodying these very words. I was in prison and you came and visited me. They went and visited them in prison when they thought they were forgotten. People from another part of the world came with a message of hope in Jesus' name. And God did an incredible work of transformation. So I want to just turn your attention to the screens and hear from Evelyn, one of the um, leaders of that trip, and just hear firsthand how God moved through Team Columbia. Hi, my name is Evelyn David. I'm a nurse practitioner and I've been a member for Evan from Evangel for so many years. So this time I went to Cali, Colombia. So this is special for me because we have seen so many patients in the jail. These are inmates. These are very close to my heart because I, so I do prison ministry here in Evangel. So before I went to this trip, I asked the Lord for a promise and he promised me Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. Uh, and we all know the verse that the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, and to set the captives free. And this trip really encompassed all these promises to the Lord, and, and we saw a lot of salvation with this trip with me and, and Carolina. I mean, we saw, saw patience and some, of, uh, as I said earlier, emotional healing and deliverance from emotional issues and depression so transforming lives this is one of the um, examples of how the lord delivered transformation to these inmates they are so bound in their own fears they are so bound in their emotional issues and anger and the lord met them this is a promise also of the lord to the prisoners that when i was in prison you visited me and this is an example that we were there to see them and to care for them and to show that Jesus loves them and the Lord visited them at that time. And, and transforming lives in this way is just mission trips, it's just one way of uh, expanding the missions, the heart of God to these outcasts and those who are in need of healing and sending them the word of God and the gospel will transform their lives and this is a way of doing it and so i thank god for evangel church for sending mission trips like this to really uh do what the advancement of the kingdom and what the heart of god is to go and see and to go and visit them those who are not able to uh hear the gospel because they are incarcerated so thank you for evangel church for sending me Amen. Amazing to see how God worked through them. And just to know that we have some doctors that are here with us to, today that went and traveled. Um, to see how God could use your profession for his mission and ministry purposes is amazing. Whenever we just are willing to say yes, the power of saying yes. And again, in Matthew 25, they, they have this question for Jesus. When do we see you in prison? He's like, what you did for them, you've done it for me. 
And so we, we were able to be the hands and feet of Jesus in that way. It doesn't stop there. One of the other groups that, that are kind of pointed to, he says, I was a stranger, I was an alien, and you, you, you welcomed me in. This speaks to the idea of in that time in the Bible, there were those that were displaced people. They were refugees. They were, for some reason, they weren't able to be in their homeland anymore. Whether it's through crisis or whatever the circumstance is, they would be a displaced people. And in many times, those people would become forgotten. But God, time and again, in the Old Testament, all the way through here, we see, encourages the people of God to say, don't neglect, don't forget them, don't forget about the stranger, don't forget about this person uh, who has been displaced, who's gone through this, and minister to them. And so with that, we have um, people that are in another part of the world in Syria. Uh, they have been displaced, and they're now in Lebanon, and they have been displaced through a civil war that's ravaged that country. These people have left everything, and they're living in a community, some of them living in tents with their family, with really no plan or no hope of where they go from there. And these refugees are in a place where they can feel hopeless. They can feel challenged. And I'm so thankful that God has raised up great ministries. One of them is Heart for Lebanon. Heart for Lebanon is all about coming and ministering to the refugees with the hope of Jesus Christ. Many, the vast majority of these refugees are Muslim. And, uh, and as they're there, uh, they're struggling. They're going through these challenges. And we're bringing the hope of Jesus to them. Here's what's happening in that place. Many of them are coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. Some of them are having dreams about Jesus. They're turning. And that's a very radical transformation in their lives as it's happening. But we're seeing whole lives and families being changed. And now we have a team. And where's Team Lebanon? Is anyone from Team Lebanon here in the, in the room uh, right now? Uh, we have some from Team Lebanon that, that are going. And they're getting ready to go in October to be the hands and feet of Jesus. God's going to work so powerfully through them. You know why? Because they're doing what Jesus called us to do. He's going to honor that. I'm so thankful that God is about bringing hope to the hopeless. They have other people who have been displaced through natural disasters. We know that the hurricanes that hit last year and struck Puerto Rico and left it devastated. Right now, Team Puerto Rico's in the air. Have they landed yet? Are they still in the air? They landed, so they landed safely. They're home. Team Puerto Rico, they've been away for the last week. I have some pictures just to show you the incredible work that's been happening. They partnered with Convoy and with uh, some amazing ministries. They actually stayed at a Teen Challenge Center in Puerto Rico, and they've just been working in homes, coming alongside of families. But here's something we always say, and I so appreciate it. It's the way that our teams are trained in missions. It's always about people over projects. There's something that they're there to do to rebuild homes and help, but it's about ministering to the hearts of the people that are there, ministering to families, ministering to people who have lost so much, showing them the hope of Jesus. That's what this team has been hard at work doing, and we're seeing God doing amazing things through them, and I'm so thankful that they have returned home safely. You're going to get to hear more from them, I'm sure, in the days and weeks to come about how God has used them. Can we just celebrate with all that God's doing through them and with Convoy of Hope there in Puerto Rico. We've seen that we have trips that as we go, we've been going in more of an extended uh, period of time. So we have certain places we've gone that we continue to go back to year after year. One of those is Guadalajara, Mexico. We have, can I just hear it around the room? How many of you have been to Mexico? Can I just hear at one point or another, many have gone 
from our church. We've had six trips that have gone to Mexico to be a part of some amazing work. We partner with truly two of the greatest missionaries on the field right now, Chris and Julia Buso. They are there, um, and they're doing an amazing work in that place. Uh, the, our team this year, they went, they hosted three days of VBS, uh, crafts, lessons, recreation. They participated in different outreaches in various locations. They shared about the hope of Jesus. This trip, uh, you'd think that once we've been there four, five, now six times, that it would get a little easier along the way. But this trip, I think of all the trips, had the most challenges. They were just feeling like there was a spiritual battle. Do you know, the Bible says the fight that we have, the fight, the battle that we're in, isn't against flesh and blood. It's one of principalities and powers, spiritual forces. When you're willing to go, sometimes you're going into places that are spiritually dark, and you can expect that there's going to be a struggle, there's going to be a battle. This team felt that. But here's what I'm so thankful for. They didn't shrink back when that happened. They had been prepared well. They pressed forward, and God gave them incredible victory. God saw healing. God saw people being set free. They encountered someone that was actually possessed demonically, as the Bible shows those accounts of that happening. And as they prayed over them, that person found freedom in Jesus, praise God. I mean, God did amazing things through this team. And I want you to hear from uh, the trip leader, Holly, who just shares firsthand of how God moved through Team Mexico. So turn your attention to the screens and check this out. Hi, I'm Holly, and I went to Mexico this year again for the second time, and I had the privilege of leading uh, this trip this year. And um, we did so many amazing things um, in Mexico this year. So at the Men's uh, Drug and Alcohol Rehab Center, um, we went there and we did our skits and we sang with them and a worship song. And at the very beginning, they were kind of like, you know, reserved a little bit with us. And um, they actually looked a little scary, some of them. And then, um, towards the end after a couple people gave their testimonies they really started to like come around us and actually support us through the testimonies and um, we sang the song again the same song again and then they started actually like worshiping with us and it was so beautiful and this one man in particular came up to a couple people on our team and he was just saying how he wants to be closer to God and he wants to be a better dad and a better father but he also feels these other voices talking to him him. So through just a little talking to him, they realized that um, he may have had a possession. So they started praying over him and um, they actually saw him be delivered from a demon possession and uh, his whole body tensed up as they were praying and then it just like completely relaxed and it was just the most amazing thing to see. And then after the prayer actually is when we, we worshiped with them. So it was beautiful. So I just wanted to uh, thank Evangel Church actually for your prayers while we were there. They were definitely felt. Um, again, we were changed lives, changed in communities. We were out there in Mexico, but we still felt our family here praying for us as we went. And I can't wait to go back again. Praise God. It's amazing to see those that go. And I think something that was um, striking about that trip and about our trips this year was how many young people went, how many teenagers went um, that were a part of going. And I want you to know, it's, it's amazing, everyone that went, uh, it changes your life. It's a life-changing experience when you're willing to step out to commit yourself to a season of preparation and then actually being somewhere else, living for Jesus, being on mission with him, it can change your life. But it especially 
especially impacts those, I believe, that do that before they graduate high school. Because here's what I want you to know. In many ways, there's a, there's a real battle that our students and our children are in. Parents, you'll say amen to that. And I want you to know it's for their soul. It's for their future. It's for their faith. We see the statistics over and over again of how many uh, students, when they leave high school, they end up leaving the church and leaving their faith behind. I believe there's something that can be done that can help turn around that trajectory, and it has to do with them being exposed to missions before they leave high school. I believe that when they're away and they have an encounter with Jesus in another place, they live on mission, it does something to solidify their faith. It's no longer the faith of my parents. The faith It's mine. They begin to take ownership of their faith and their journey and God does something transformative so you encourage every young person that you know that you come in contact with when you see young people that are up here getting ready to go and they say I want to go and I want to experience that cheer them down shout the house down pray for them send them church let's be a church that sends the next generation into the mission field to be used by God amen come on you're not as excited as I need you to be about this this is going to be important for our next generation to experience that and so I'm just, I'm, I'm so thankful for every young person that went. I'm so thankful for those. And I pray God will speak to you as you go and that he'll lead you and guide you and solidify his calling on your life in those times that your faith becomes your own, not just your parents or anyone else's. Um, that's what missions, I believe, does in that way. And that brings us to our Guatemala youth trip. So we had youth that went uh, to, on a couple of our different trips, but then we had an actual youth team that went out. And uh, let's just celebrate with them as they went. Uh, and they went to Guatemala with other students from around New Jersey. And as they went, they were able to minister with some missionaries, Deb, uh, Dave and Debbie Amsler. And they were able to help with school outreaches, children's church, street evangelism. I was talking to Alicia, um, and she was a part of leading the trip with the students that went. And she said one of the most powerful experiences for them happened in one of the high schools where they were doing an outreach. And they went there, and many of the students in Guatemala, it's not a given that they're able to go to school. And the students that are in the, are in the school, many of them were very closed off, very reserved, very cold. They weren't very receptive, it seemed like, as they were trying to share with them. And so they get to the end of doing their skits and their songs and everything, and it seems like no one's responding. And so they look at the missionaries, and the missionaries said, well, it's now it's time to go pray for them. So they don't want us to pray for them. I, I, you know, like they're high school students. They don't care. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't seem like they want us to. They said, no, just go and pray for them. They said they stepped out, and as they began to pray, those students just began to weep. They began to just open up. They began to just share their hearts. The Lord just met them in a special way. They saw many students beginning to receive Jesus, saying they wanted prayer, they wanted Bibles. And to see our students able to experience that with their own eyes was amazing. And God just used them powerfully. So again, I just want to celebrate what God's doing in our next generation, how he's raising them up to be changed lives, changing communities. What's so important about us going, church, is that when we go, where we go, we're bringing the presence of Jesus with us. He said he'll be with us always, even to the end of the age. And that he, he would give us power, strength, everything we need to go and do what he's called us to do. I think of Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is traveling around. It says in verse 23 and 24, Jesus traveled throughout all the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria. And people soon began bringing all who were sick, whoever had sickness or disease, or if anyone was demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, and he healed them. Some of you today, you're like, 
whoa, demon possessed, I heard that. Whoa, sick and people are being healed. Yes, this is what happened when Jesus showed up. And guess what he said? You're going to go on to do greater things as me. I believe you see the power of God in a special way. I know it when you're willing to say yes and step out and live on mission with Jesus to take that season. And that's what we've seen, the fulfillment of this. But here's what I know, that everywhere Jesus went around Galilee in that region, every community that he touched was different. When Jesus shows up, nothing should remain the same. There's change. There's transformation. This is at the heart of our vision as a church. We are changed lives, changing communities. You know what that means? We believe that Jesus has changed us. And as he's changed us, we believe the communities where we reside, where we live, where we minister, where this church exists, should not be the same because Jesus is present here. Because Jesus is here to change lives. Then we believe that Scotch Plains will never be the same because of our presence, because of what Jesus is doing through us. That Plainfield across the street would not be the same. That's what it means to be changed lives, changing communities. But that vision isn't just reserved for right here. It's meant to go to the ends of the earth. Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses in three spheres. He said, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I see there are three spheres. One, he was telling them in your own backyard, in your own community, this area, Jerusalem's never going to be the same. You're going to be my witnesses here. Then Judea and Samaria, that's the greater region, the greater area. May this country never be the same. May we go out strategically to different places. May we help churches that are getting planted. All of that, may they never be the same. Because we're changed lives, changing communities into the ends of the earth. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're committed to going across the street and around the world to see changed lives, changing communities. See, a few years ago, we were praying. Um, we had been giving to missions. We've always been a missions giving, a missions sending church. But I felt like a few years ago, God was really narrowing our focus. We said, you know, God wants to bring about this lasting transformation in a very deep way. And we found that there are times that we'll partner with a ministry for a season, we'll partner with a community, and we'll do a trip or we'll dig a well. But we were feeling like God was calling us to make lasting impact. That literally, could we say that because of our presence there with those people over an extended period of time, that truly changed lives have changed a community forever? And so my prayer has been, Lord, one day would Evangel have another community somewhere around the world that the whole community is different? Not just that they just received water or they just received help or a team went there once, but that literally we go to a community that looks one way, and because of what Christ does through us, they'll never be the same again for eternity. That's what, that's what my prayer was. Lord, would you allow it to be so? And so we set off on a journey. We said we believe in this thing we started to call village transformation that we would come alongside of a village, a community, and over a period of three to five years, we will partner with them year over year, pouring into them, helping them, giving them resources, that the community would be transformed. And then, over time, as we step back, we see that community just flourishing, growing, abounding in Christ. And that's been our prayer. So we said, Lord, show us those areas around the world. And there's been two areas that we've honed in on, church. One of them is in Guatemala. And we have been in Guatemala. We've taken a, two tri a few trips there. We went on a medical trip there. We were pouring in. And then we found a community called Pulha. Pulha was a community that had no access to clean water up in the mountains of Guatemala. And as they're there in that place, um, we felt God was calling us to there to see that become a transformed community, to be, see it changed forever. And I'm so thankful that the team that went this year 
got to see the beginnings of village transformation with their own eyes. They got to be a part of dedicating a well and a church that was built there because of the generosity of Evangel Church. I'm so thankful to see it. Those of you who have gone before, turn your attention to the screens. Let's celebrate the beginnings of village transformation in Guatemala. time um, being back here in the beautiful village of Pulha. It's insane to see um, the amount of joy and the amount of love these people have and pour out on us. This trip was about village transformation, so we got to come to the village, visit people's homes. of painting their church that is completed in total. Um, they did it so quickly and we're painting it this like beautiful green color. We're taking Polaroids with the kids, um, making Frank, making prayer journals for them. And they're just so pumped. overwhelming church to consider it because when we look and we see this this community is never going to be the same again that we're pouring in we're coming alongside them this has changed lives changing communities and they're about halfway through so really at the heart of this means that we'll come alongside and we normally are, are coming into a community that doesn't have access to clean water that means that children are walking for the entire day oftentimes. They're not able to go to school. People are dying of preventable diseases because the water they are finding is water that's contaminated and causing them to get diseases that they, they could easily avoid if they had access to it. 
the children who are walking, they're not able to work or to go to school or anything because they're trying to find water all day. Now you give them a well, it changes everything. Now they could go to school. There are villages that don't even have schools because they don't need schools because the kids can't go to school. They need to go fetch water. Do you see that in this community now, moving forward, that's different. That's changed. That's transformed. There's a church there that people are gathering. They're worshiping Jesus. Lives are being changed in that community. And the next part of that village transformation will be building them a school now because the kids can go to school. Amen? That's going to be the next stage is we're going to see a school in a community. Kids that will have a future and a hope. So we're in the middle of it. And we've just been moving towards this. The same happened in another part of the world, Uganda. In Uganda, uh, that's where it all began for us, really dreaming about village transformation. We came to villages and found that they had no access to clean water. People were getting sick. We saw they had no access to health care. Some hospitals were like 18 miles away. People were dying. Children were dying of preventable diseases. They had no access to a church. There was no church in that area, spiritually dark. There were places where children, because of the, the witchcraft and the worship that they had there, they were sacrificing children thinking that that would please their gods or whatever. So it was spiritually dark. The people were reserved, and that's where we first went years ago, a few years ago, and we said, God, change this community, we pray. I got to stand there a few months ago, church, and I got to see our first completed, um, let me say completed, village transformation in Lewunga, Uganda. This is a huge moment for us as a church because a vision that we set out with saying we believe it can happen, we saw it happen with our own eyes. Now they have a clean water well. Now they have a medical clinic. And I was there to cut a ribbon and open up a brand new church building for them where they had no church before that. So now they have a church. They have this medical clinic that is beautiful that has, uh, and let's skip ahead to the medical clinic. It's purple, uh, and it has kind of a doctor standing in front of it right there. That church, your generosity built this medical clinic. It allowed for that to happen. It's been staffed with doctors and nurses. There were people that were able to come. There are babies that have been born in this community in the last year because of this. And then to see that, we now see changed lives, changing communities right with our own eyes. Amen? So I want you to just turn your attention to the screens again. See it with your own eyes. See the celebration of what God's done in Lewunga as we see changed lives, changing a community. So yesterday we went to the village of Luanga where we are completing our village transformation. It's a village that we adopted through the help of World Help and Evangel uh, and it's undergone a village transformation. Beginning in 2016 when I first came here, we were able to dedicate a clean water well uh, and last year when I returned in 2017 we dedicated a medical clinic that was financed uh, partly by Evangel and through the help of World Help and this year we're blessed to witness the dedication of a church edifice. the transformation between 2016 to 2018 is overwhelming when we went in 2016 you know there wasn't hope 
like what I saw yesterday. There was a love there that I can't even really fully put into words. But I want you to understand that the commitment that we've made as a church has impacted a community. Changed lives are truly changing communities. And for me, I, I am overwhelmed that I was given the privilege by God to come the first year and to come now in 2018 and see a church and see people rejoicing in that church. And not only that, not only the physical changes, but to see the spiritual impact. There is joy in that village now. It is not hopeless anymore. And so thank you, church. Thank you for partnering with us because when you do this, lives are changed, transformed. My heart is full, so thank you. I just see the fulfillment of God's word in Colossians 1.6. It says, this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world, and it's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day that you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. That verse is what has been uh, imprinted on the side of that church building. And whenever we opened up that church, the first thing we did, I felt the Lord put it in my heart. I said, the first thing we need to do when we all come into this place is we need to tell people about Jesus and just give them an opportunity. And in the video, when you saw me shaking the hands of those people that came forward, those were the first people in that community, in that church, in the very first service that gave their hearts to Jesus. And so we're seeing changed lives, changing community. Here's all that I want to tell you today, church. We're just getting started. This is just the beginning of what God's going to do. Because this is, one, this is the first community in Uganda. There's another community, Kawalira, a community that we came alongside of, that we poured into. We went there time and again. We dug for a well. We dug and dug. We could never hit water there. But they kept pressing on. The people didn't let that discourage them. The pastor himself, a former drug addict, former drunk, former just person in the village that was so far from God, he's been saved. Now he's the pastor of a church right there in that village. He went ahead and him and the people around him, they built a church with their own hands. They baked the bricks out there and they're, they're building this beautiful church building. As that's happened, God has sent other provision. They now have a medical clinic that's there. Then we went back this year. They finally hit water after three years of trying. They have water in this village. And as I walked around that community, I thought, wow, there's another village transformation right here. Pastor Lawrence, it's happening right in front of you. And then he showed us they have 200 students that need a school. And he brought me over to a school that they've been trying to build with their own hands. I mean, just anything they have, they're just building and building. And so what we're desiring to do is we want to help them finish that school. We want to see those students receive that school. When we look in Guatemala, the next step ahead of us in Village Transformations, building a school. I said, why wait till 2019? Church, I believe in the last quarter of 2018, we can be changed lives, changing communities. We can finish all of these projects and others in villages to keep this moving forward, to see God do an amazing thing in many more hearts and lives. Amen?
So here's what I want to challenge you with, and we as a church are going to do it together, that we are believing God to raise another $100,000 towards these uh, village transformation projects, towards missions projects, to continue to see the vision of changed lives, changing communities. Amen? So what we're going to do in just a moment is we're going to receive an offering. I would encourage you today, if God's spoken to your heart, to prepare an offering to give towards this. And then what we're going to do is we want you to pray with your family. And between now and the end of the year, we're believing God that we're going to raise these funds. And as we get them, we're going to send them right out. And we're going to see these projects completed before the close of this year. And so as we get ready to do this, I want you to pray with your family. Don't let it just be something you do today. Go away with your family. Pray. Say, what has God put on our heart to do? You know, as we were in the middle of the offering in the last service, a family came up to me and said, Pastor, God moved on my heart today. We're giving $1,000, me and my family. He said, but I want you to tell the church because we're praying as we give it for 99 other families to join us. That's what he said to me. Right here, I've never had that happen in all my years here. God's so moved in their heart. And then they're in the foyer afterwards. Like, when are we going to be on a trip? We want to be on one of the next trips. We got to go. Our heart's in it. We want to see God move. Church, that's the heart of what we have as a house towards missions. So pray. Ask God to speak to your heart. And then come in a month from now, on the 14th of October, we're going to take what we're calling the epic offering. An epic offering to see God change lives and change communities beyond what we can think or imagine. And here's what I know. Every one of us can give something different, but I want every one of us to be a part of this because let's all sow into the work that God's going to do around the world. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to pray in just a moment. We're going to receive this offering, whatever God has put on your heart today, but don't let today be the last of it. Pray with your family and let's all come together and see God do something that's beyond what we could comprehend. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we come before you today. We thank you for your grace. I thank you for the stories of changed lives. I thank you, Lord, that we're just getting started. And Lord, you're moving through us in amazing ways. So we ask you right now to receive what we give. And Lord, as we prepare ourselves right now for this offering, that you would take it, you'd receive it, you'd bless it, and you would use all of it to go out and to extend the vision of changed lives, changing communities here and around the world. May Lawunga never be the same same. May Puja never be the same. May Kawalira never be the same. May Cerro Grande and Guatemala never be the same. And may new villages in other countries, Lord God, as we move forward in this vision, never be the same because of the generosity of this house to give to the things that bless your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give today and as we worship the Lord in our giving.